Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Basketball. I'm Joe and joined by Sam as always and we are going to talk about the end of the conference semi-finals and then look ahead to the finals matchups. Yes. I think this is where we'd have some um, some like transition music if we if we put that much effort into these. Yeah, if we bothered with that. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, what do you want to start, east or west, if you choose them? Oh, let's go west. Um, okay. Because that was one of the all-time meltdowns. Yeah, the, yeah. well, yeah, the most recent game, of course, was the game seven. Um, the Mavs and the Suns. Um and again, the Suns really, I mean, you tweeted it the other day, Sam, actually, but just proving that regular season record doesn't mean all that much in the playoffs. Um, although usually when a team has a record that good, they do better than that. Yeah, I, but then it's a weird one with that, isn't it? Because I listened to, I, Bill Simmons kept going on about this on his podcast. He, he kept saying, so all these teams who are, whether it's like top five in offense and defense and they win over 63 games that they've all got to the finals and half of them won the title and all of this stuff. But even getting loads of regular season wins doesn't mean the same. I don't, I don't think that's apples no. to apples. Like, cause how many of those wins were against other teams that were not taking the regular season seriously? Yeah. That's the thing because it's, because like loads of uh, teams have decided that the regular season doesn't matter as much, and that makes winning loads of games not as impressive because it's like, I mean, like the Bucks don't try that much anymore. Well, and I think compared to a few years ago, and, and a lot of teams just don't don't necessarily go all out all the time in the regular season. I think there's something in the fact with the Suns. So Chris Paul comes in, and the whole thing, he's not he's obviously not hard nor Doncic, but he becomes. The whole team is about is around Chris Paul. He's like an orchestrator. He's incredibly intense yeah. and in control of everything. Part of the reason they're a great regular season team is there's no room for slacking. I also think maybe what happened a bit in that game seven was they're so intense on like a Wednesday in Orlando that then when it's actually intense, it's just like like there's just too much. Like it's just the yeah because they basically looked crippled by the pressure. They like couldn't play. They, it was proper like Space Jam stuff. They like com- they could not do anything right in that game. They're like absolutely. I mean, the Mavs made loads of shots, but like they like crumbled. Yeah. Like, absolutely crumbled. Do you think defensively as well? Really, maybe they they just weren't there. What at the top level? Yeah, in that in that final game. I mean, I know I've, I've seen like obviously a lot of stuff about Chris Paul, like. You know, just wasn't really playing well either. Yeah, I think it was underrated, to be honest. For all, it's difficult because you don't know when the fatigue or injuries or whatever is going to come. Other than with Chris yeah. Paul, we do know it's going to come in the playoffs. But the, having a 37-year-old who carried a big workload and carried them to all these wins in the regular season, and then he comes up against this six-foot-eight, 23-year-old who just decided I'm going to, whenever he's on me, I'm going to back him down. I'm just going to bully him. Yeah. Just And all of the Mavericks, I mean, Brunson is shorter, but he's like a little square guy. Like he's, 
it must hurt playing basketball against him. Like the Mavericks, despite not having a massive big guy, they're, they're lots of athletes and they're a physical team. Um, and Chris Paul seemed to suddenly age in like the second half of that series. Yeah, and I mean, it's the performance from him in Game Seven was like, well, James Harden yeah. level of bad. But we were talking in the last one about um, that wasn't the last one; it was before that about the injuries in the previous round, in the first round, and then Paul and Booker like came back from injuries, sort of. Which, but in the playoffs. It's kind of a different thing to come back from injury in the regular season. It's kind of likely they kind of are still injured, really, but they're just playing through it. So you don't really, you can never really know how much of a factor that played in it as well. Um, but yeah, it doesn't look good. No, and I think, um, I mean, we, I guess we want to get on to looking forward as well, but it's really fascinating where the organisation is now. It's amazing how, and it sounds really reactive to say like that one game. One, that loss was so bad. That was such like a disastrous yeah. loss. Like, what got to be one of the biggest choke jobs in NBA history. Like, how bad? Doncic in the third quarter at one point had more points than the Suns, than all of the yeah. Phoenix Suns. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah also that Doncic is like not human. Like, if you get the other problem is when he gets a game where he just starts nailing all of the step back threes. Like you don't, a lot of teams are going to lose, but they didn't score any points. Yeah, they didn't make it close. So it's like they're twenty-seven at half time. I think the Mavericks didn't need to be that hot to win, but they were. But, so. but the fact they were gave us this like video game scoreline. Um, and I think so. The Aiton stuff. He then went out, and there was some internal issue, basically a row by the sounds of it between Aiton and Williams, and Monty Williams, and um, and then it's suddenly well, so Chris Paul now his age seems to be a concern again. Like yeah. that's that's obviously a factor there. Uh, Cam Johnson is um, heading for free agency, and you're just restricted. Though. Yeah, but they they did, they didn't want to pay Aiton before. How much they get? They're not going to. Doesn't sound like they're going to pay both of them. And then it's suddenly like, oh, actually, windows are just so short. Is, is Aiton is Aiton a free agent now, or is that? Um... He's restricted free agent. He's restricted free agent as well. Okay. It sounds like he's played his last game for the Suns by most yeah. of them. Yeah. Who knows what they're going to do there. But it's, yeah, it's almost like, um, it's like a couple of years ago, all the Suns coming out, almost coming out of nowhere. And it's now almost like, maybe this was their peak already. Well, particularly when you look at it, that they went from 8-0 and in the bubble, then they became a title contender because they got Paul. And now it's like, well, oh, actually, if he's suddenly aging and he's got years left on his deal, they're then stuck with what an Aiton yeah. maybe leaves. And it's like, so you've got Booker and Bridges. And Johnson, it's sat like you'd imagine they, they should keep him. And it's you're suddenly looking at this roster like, we kind of need to reshape it somehow, but quite drastically, potentially. Um, yeah, it's going to be really fascinating to see what happens and like how much they're willing to spend because they could just pay all their guys and go like we're not going to collapse like that again. But even so, like they, they it felt like their chance. If it's easy to say that, I suppose, but like it was opening up for them here. The Bucks yeah. ended up out because there was no Middleton. The Celtics are there, but like there's stuff going on with Robert Williams and um, Marcus Smart is like constantly questionable and. You just thought, well, like, 
they, they've been this juggernaut. The Warriors are there, but there are clearly some flaws. And like, they're, yeah. they're def- they're, there's potentially a match that they could benefit from. Aiton could have been aggressive and all of this stuff. And it was just, that was such, something needs to change after that because you just run the set, you feel like you run that team out of, there's going to be some sort of hangover from that performance. Um, like that was, I couldn't really believe it when I was watching it. Like just sort of like, Kai's gazing at the TV and you just watch all these shots going and think, well, the Suns must have made some of those. Some of the times the ball went through the hoop. Was that, did the Suns not do any of those? Oh no, no, they haven't. They're like 25 points down. They've only played like yeah. 14 minutes of the game or whatever. It was just an all-time collapse. Yeah, but I guess also the other side of it, it Doncic at age 23 or whatever he is. Again, another massive playoff performance. He's so, just, he's on another planet. Yeah. He's definitely building something, isn't he? I mean... What, what he's got, um, I was thinking about, is obviously a lot of players are beyond kind of where we'd necessarily even like recognise individual stuff they've done. But with the games he had against the Clippers, even before he got out of the first round, on massively inferior teams, and now this, this playoff run, he's already got a playoff CV better than like players that are considered to be in the top sort of like 50 all time in stuff he's done on his own because he's doing this as like this is just a team around Luka Doncic but he just keeps yeah. doing this stuff and it's absolutely it's Luka ridiculous. Doncic and role players pretty much and well it turned out to be very good role players but but yeah it's like if, if Luka Doncic isn't on this team they're not like anywhere near the playoffs yeah and then the role players we might be looking and going what like because they'd have to do more and it's like they're all really good in their roles and they've actually crafted a thing that works around him. But he's basically like, yeah, those those guys all should be applauded. It's, it's but don't like, get it wrong, this is Doncic. He's Pete LeBron stuff. Yeah, well, he's tied um, for the all-time postseason lead in points per game now, I think, so I saw it earlier, with Michael Jordan. And, well, I think at Doncic's age, or at least how long he'd been in the league, Michael Jordan wasn't even in the playoffs, was he? No, I mean, I at 23 leading a team to the conference finals and knocking out, they went, was it 64 they won in the end? I mean, that is there's just like, I don't know, has anyone done that? Not Well, even if they have done it as like the best player, no one will have done it in this like, it's all, is it heliocentric? This is Luka Doncic's team. Everyone else is there to help Luka Doncic. And he leads... What was the, oh, I can't remember. It was he he out rebounded Aiton, had more points than Booker, more assists than Chris Paul, and more steals than Mikel Bridges in, the, in that series. I think. Oh my god! Yeah. Like what the hell is that? That's not right. No one should better do that. And the fact, but, one thing I thought of earlier actually was, um, do you remember when Yanis was heading for free agency and the Mavericks, one of the teams, who opened up cap space, and Yanis yeah. just had the first. Was it two hundred, one hundred and? Then 50 assists in a playoff series, I think, with the numbers. There was a possible, it was for a while, it was like the Mavericks might be the favourites to get Yanis. They'd have to like shut down the league if those two were on the same team now. The whole thing, it, it, yeah. it would just be broken, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think actually, saying, oh yeah. I mean, this is obviously, um, we'll come on to the East in a minute, but with, uh, the Sixers losing. And, um, you know, I mean, sort of maybe question marks 
like Embiid, really, maybe not right straight away, but in the next couple of years, they keep just collapsing in the postseason like that. Yeah. What about Embiid to the Mavericks? For all of their future stuff. They make a, a LeBron team trade where yes. they send everything that they've got now and for the rest of time to get another star. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it's I think... The, I don't know how much you want to do the Sixers meltdown stuff anyway, but like the Embiid trade rumours will appear. Yeah. In the not-too-distant future. Yeah. Let's stick with the West for now, anyway. Just just wanted to float that little idea there. Um, maybe come back to it later. Um, maybe two years down the track when it happens, we can point to this. <laughs> yeah. Um... um yeah, so I mean, yeah, the Mavs absolutely destroying the uh, the Suns and what was kind of ho- hoping would be a, like a really exciting game seven, and it just wasn't. At all it was it was sort of exciting because when when it gets that humiliating, I guess it's, it's kind of exciting in like they might win this by seventy points. Sort of, there was a yeah. point, there was a stage in that game where it was like this could be. Like literally the worst performance any team has ever put in the playoffs. It ended up a bit more respectable than it could have been. They were kind of lucky it wasn't even uglier, which is kind of like an insane statement. Uh, and I guess it becomes it's then like the significance for the Suns and stuff as well. From that, when the when yeah. the score's getting big, as that starts to come into it, it's like well, it's just dramatic because it's like just awful for the Suns. Yeah, yeah. and then the the Aiton thing getting thrown out there. I mean. The other subplot to that being, obviously, Aiton was drafted ahead of Doncic, who was, like, tearing their hearts out <laughs> in their arena. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, we've got the Mavs in the conference finals, and they are going to be facing the Warriors. Um, which, really, that was... Out of all of the things that happened... Uh, in the conference semi-finals after our last podcast and we are most of the way through the series and we kind of... We still got it all wrong? We got all of it wrong apart from this, that after getting destroyed, the Warriors would just come back and then just win the next game. They were a bit sloppy in their comeback, yeah. but they did it anyway. Yeah, but that's almost what we said, is like they'll, they'll win it quite easily. Like they won't... I guess, yeah, they won't at the best. Still won it. Um, and yeah, I mean... Probably not a lot more to say that we didn't say in the last one, but it's just kind of uh, the sloppiness and the like losing that game that much kind of raised a lot of questions. Um, it, I mean, it's still the Warriors, isn't it? The Warriors, Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Who knows? They, they've not really. When they've all been fit, I guess they've still not really failed in the playoffs much. No, uh, since 2016. Yeah. And they had a 3-1 lead in the finals. I mean, it's a failure by the standards that they didn't win the championship from there. Um, yeah. But the thing with this series is going to basically be, because there's not really much to say about the Warriors and Memphis thing. Like, that was just a strange series, wasn't it? Um, and, yeah, they, they got it done eventually. They sort of messed about. Um, defensively, I mean, as we mentioned about Doncic, just like occasionally he'd get Chris Paul and just hammer him. Yeah. How often can they play Curry, Clay, and Paul 
against Doncic because he's just going to go at them. Well, I don't think they will do a lot, to be honest. I think they'll... Um, it's where they miss Gary Payton, isn't it? A huge yeah, amount. They, they'll probably use Looney quite a bit. I think they have to for the size, don't they? Yeah. Um, I mean, he had a couple of really good games, though, didn't he, in that series? Yeah. Um, so he's probably had himself some more playing time and it sort of makes sense. Um, particularly they've got... Oh, they've got a couple of guys that are bigger as well, aren't they, the Mavericks. Like they put Powell out. Yeah, and the rebounding is actually quite significant. Yeah. I mean, they've got Boban. Yeah, throw Boban out there. That would be fun if they just started doing that. Yeah, or, or both of them. Try and make the Warriors place them like... Not sure that's the way to go necessarily for Mavericks, but in general, I would have said, I think that to play this Warriors team, that's the way to go. Try and Try and bully them a little bit. Yeah, go really big inside. Um, yeah, what do you um, what What's your predictions? I really struggle to have an idea of this because we feel obviously with the final game there, but even in other parts of this where they beat the Jazz without Luca, and then they would sort of seem like they're almost dead in the water against the Suns, then they win their two at home. I feel like we have seen the peaks of this Mavericks team. With the Warriors, yeah. we had those like few minutes where they played the pool party lineup against the Nuggets. Yeah. Like we said before, the Nuggets series, I don't know if I really care that much about what they showed us because I don't think the Nuggets are like, they're not in the same stratosphere as no. these guys. Um, so I, I felt like the Warriors, we haven't seen the peak of them. I think they're going to need to be pretty close to the... I, I think they're the better all-round team. We said before about it gets very reductive when you get into who's got the best player. That's basically what happened in the Mavericks' last series. Yeah. Was I mean, the, the Mavericks Devin Booker the is player, nowhere near Doncic. He's absolutely... But then, but then the Suns, maybe I'd like the next four. Yeah, although they didn't all play like that. I guess that was part of it. But, yeah. like, that, but they had the best player and actually through the play in that series, they had the best player by miles. He was just miles better than anyone else in the series. Yeah. And um, maybe maybe that happens here, but then it's like, uh, I don't know, Steph Curry might also just win like two games by himself. He's not been quite as explosive in these playoffs yet, but there's there's been a couple of like six minute stretches where it's just like he, he just starts doing the pulling up from everywhere. Yeah. What can you I do? I think it, it probably a lot of it comes down to how they can defend the Warriors. Just sort of crazy offense, isn't it? Like they're just where they when they get the ball moving and stuff. If if you can manage to stop that, or at least like, well stop them scoring every time, you know, with the the ball just swing around the three point line and stuff, manage to keep keep that under control a bit is really the question. It's like the I feel like when you. With the Warriors, I think almost like as it's always been, you know, this Warriors team. Well, I mean, as in like the last ten years, pretty much like Curry and Clay. It does seem a lot of the time, a lot of games they win. It's like they win it in a very short period of time. It's like they can, you know, you they just, just like explode, switch off or something for like a few possessions, and it's just they've scored like four threes in a minute. Yeah, and you're screwed. It's all over. I think the yeah. what will be what's really interesting to me because Wiggins he had a string of where he was 
um, reliably getting like 16, 17 points and like eight plus rebounds. If they get that version of Wiggins out the series, I think it, that really matters because he so often is the guy that's left spare, whether that's just a weaker yeah. defender on him, a smaller defender, or actually like left wide open to shoot. We also occasionally see Wiggins just have these games where it's like you can't, you don't know yeah. she's playing for the whole thing. And, and also, also I, I say, um, as we're talking about the Mavericks being like athletic generally, um, and obviously the depth like in the Stein lineup, it's going to be important to have him on the court a lot defensively yeah. rather than well, like, he's he's going to be on Doncic a lot, isn't he? Yeah, and it, well, he's going to provide a lot more than like Paul on that end and I mean Clay has not been great defensively has he it also feels like that's the really so throughout the series I know Clay's had his some really cold shooting nights he ultimately went game six Clay to clinch it throughout the series you kind of feel like Steph Clay and Paul are gonna have their games and they're gonna maybe have some quieter games but like it's all gonna average out in some way yeah. Wiggins is the one where it feels like he might be rubbish for all seven games and yeah. you, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he just like you didn't notice he was playing. And then there might be another. You said about the shooters getting hot for a short period. He has these bits where it's just like he dunks on a couple of guys, and then he hits a couple of threes in like a quarter, and then disappears again. Like how many of those do they get are like pivotal points? But basically, what do they get from him at both ends? And like defensively, can he? I mean, no one can really do anything about Doncic. Like clearly. Can he not get in foul trouble and then force Draymond to have to be on him a lot? Can they like? Can he at least stay in front of him? Like what? What sort of resistance can he offer? Because I mean, Mikael Bridges nearly won Defensive Player of the Year, and that didn't really yeah. matter that much. So like, yeah, there's a couple of couple of like really like incredible turns like in the post on him. Yeah, so I saw some clips of that, and it's like yeah. The, as you say, it's one of the best defenders in the league. It's just like he's not there. Yeah, it's the, it's the strength thing. Like like you said about the peak LeBron stuff, is um, Wiggins is a lot... He's big, but he's kind of like gangly. And Mikael yeah. Bridges is the same. So they've got this length to trouble him. But also, he's just got this option that occasionally he's just going to back you down. Yeah. And he can do it to almost anyone. And then it's like, okay, fine. And then he, he can also hit you with the step backs. And basically, can you make... Like the Suns did early in the series, um, how much can the Warriors make it so fine you can score 40, but you're not getting like 15 assists as well? Yeah. You're not, you're not giving opening three. You're not giving Bullock and Finney Smith and Cleaver loads of open threes as well. Um, and that, yes, weirdly, Wiggins is like this strange sort of X factor in this series now, where it's like, at both ends of the floor, what the Warriors get out of him. Because they they've got weaknesses defensively that Doncic is obviously going to exploit, um, and the Mavericks have shown their defense can cope with pretty good offense, and they've got guys who can chase their shooters around. But it's like when occasionally there's going to be that little hole for Wiggins to do his stuff, and can he do it? Basically, that's yeah. going to kind of decide. I think a couple of games. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like if Wiggins has like a twenty five point game in there. They're going to yeah, win, they're that gonna win that one, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Or well, they should do. I mean, if Wiggins has a 24 point game and they don't win, then it's not a good sign. No. So I, I, if I had to predict, oh, I don't know. I, 
it's so hard not to be sucked in by the, t- <laughs> the team you just watched destroy the 64 win number one overall yeah, season. Yeah, it really does push them. <laughs> it's so hard not to just be like, well, they're obviously going to win this series, surely. But like, did you, you remember our pre-playoff? We did a power rankings podcast. We with the Mavericks was one we weren't sure about. I think we're quite far apart. Well, it's because like of Luca's injury. Doncic supposedly had an injury, and now it's like. I mean, that's way in the past now, isn't it? They are absolutely rolling. Yeah, well, there's four teams left, and they've got the best player, and they just destroyed the 64 win team on their own court in a game seven. It's really hard not to be like a prisoner of the moment. Yeah, yeah the Mavericks definitely go to the finals. Yeah, um, they actually also don't have. I don't think they have any like important injury concerns, do they? No. Either where is. I guess all the other teams to some extent, whether it, even if it's guys that are back now, have had that. Well, Peyton is a really big one for the Warriors because that yeah. answers a lot of their stuff when they're trying to get like balanced ish lineups at both ends of the floor. Not having him causes more of a problem and they have to make some decisions about playing the three guards. Um, I'm going to go Warriors in seven because they've got home court and they win it at Chase Center. Um, oh, I don't know. I mean, because you've said that, I might go Mouse in seven. Doncic wins it at Chase Center, which is also unbelievably... I mean, if he does that, in yeah. back-to-back rounds, he knocks off the Suns and the Warriors on their own floors in winner-takes-all games. Or they'll oh. be closer. It'll be a close game seven. Yeah, that's not the hottest of takes, to be honest. They're, they're not going to lose by eight million points. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, should we head head over the other way? Yeah, towards our time zone. Yeah. A bit. Um, so the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference. I mean, I've already said the, uh, already mentioned the six is going out. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, kind of expected that to be a bit more of a series at the, the point when we were last talking about this. Um, but it wasn't. The Sixers the had uh, the combination of James Harden and Doc Rivers threatened to blow a 3 0 lead. And then they managed to still have a meltdown in the next... Hit. Despite having come back from 2-0, they still sort of had a meltdown. Well, not sort of. They did have a meltdown. That was kind of a mess as well. It's only the Suns that saved them. They somehow weren't even the most embarrassing exit in the second round. That's a good point, isn't it? Because that was really bad as well. Yeah, that was I mean, just like, James Harden refused to shoot. He was just is, like trying to dribble and throwing the ball to the other It's team. amazing that James Harden's a professional athlete, isn't it? Because it does seem like a lot of the time the issue is he just he just can't be bothered. Yeah, well, I don't know what was going on with him in that game. It was just he wasn't he, he wasn't um, switched on. Like it, it was just re- so many like dopey things. There was a few turnovers that must have been credited to other people, where they were trying to pass him the ball and he just like was somewhere else. Well, there's been loads of comparisons between Harden and Doncic. A lot of them are fair stylistically, and even in maybe talent level as well. 
But it's amazing the postseason comparison. And yeah. lots of that is psychological. Loads of that has to be psychological because everything in the regular season is very similar. You watch them, the teams that are built around them are very similar. Steve Kerr actually compared these Mavericks to one of the recent Rockets teams. But James Harden, when the lights get brighter, disappears. And Doncic becomes like 10 yeah. times, he becomes even better. Yeah. Although I, I would say with Harden as well, I mean, like, even in the regular season, you just, like, this season, he's just had games where he's just not. Yeah, I mean, I was talking more like yeah, overall. With because picture, this, year, yeah. this, this Harden is not, I mean, he's in a different galaxy yeah. from current Doncic, obviously. Yeah, th- this Harden is like, I don't know, it's like, he can't have that big a role on the team if you want to be successful. Who the hell knows what happens with him this off-season? I mean, yeah, we could do, we've got a lot of off-season podcasts to go. That would be quite a lot devoted to the Sixers and like, um, somehow in a point of, they've done the process and they now have not that many assets. Yeah. Arden with an enormous player option. Tobias Harris's big contract. And Max's even, extension's not far even off. Even the asset, well, the thing is that even the assets they had, so a lot of them obviously didn't work out to begin with, and then they traded a lot of assets. And even the stuff they've got back for the assets is either left or just, it was just bad. And then they got knocked out by one of the guys they used up loads of the assets for. Yeah. Um, and no, they then let walk and they got, yes, just, just a, some of those are like obvious mistakes. Some of them they've been unlucky. Some of them have been mismanaged yeah. after they happened. But and I mean, Embiid came back from injury and managed to like make a series of it almost. I mean, with a broken face and thumb. Yeah, like well, you missed two games with a broken thumb and a broken face, and came he, back. I don't think he, he missed like, any with a broken thumb. Didn't he? That happened in the first but, round. You just and we're still on. like the best player on the floor for those couple of games after his back. So it's kind of the thing is like he is. It's not like he is a like hiding away or you know disappearing in the playoffs. It's like the opposite. Like he, incredible performance with the injuries he had, but he's just yeah. I mean, kind of ridiculous. Even when Harden went there, it was like oh, it's the two star thing, and it's it's not at all, is it? Like, well, he's in he, terms of he's not even the he, third option in that a lot of that series. I mean, his usage was high because he was still playmaking most of the time. Although in game six, he wasn't even doing that stuff. Like, he was just... Might as well have not been on the court a lot of the time. But, like, he did was barely taking shots in loads of these games. Yeah, I mean... Again, yeah, I, the Heat as well were, like... They got through that, but it, it feels almost a bit... A bit um, of... Basically, the six is just being so catastrophic. Butler was phenomenal, and Adebayo in game six played some good defense on Embiid. But, like, without the six is not putting up more of a fight at the end of that series when they didn't have Lowry. Yeah. Like, that, that, did, that did feel more on the sixes than the Heat being this great two way team. Because the six just, even like schematically, some of the stuff they were just giving up, like particularly when DeAndre Jordan was playing the first two, but like even when Embiid was in, so many times like you could just walk around a screen and they just get they just have like an open shot from like the free throw line. Is that what 
Yeah, people yeah. taking mid-ranges against you is the desirable outcome. But not if it's that open. That's not yeah. good. There's just a lot of possessions where there's just absolutely no defence at all. And the rebounding, oh my God. They just weren't even boxing yeah. people out. Well, again, that, that's hard and again a lot of the time. Just Oh yeah, it was just getting just standing under the hoop and not, not trying to stop anyone else getting the ball or catch the ball. Just kind of... I mean, if you were any of the guys, sometimes you're getting Embiid out on the perimeter guarding someone. They were just throwing up a hopeless shot over him. And because Embiid was not there to rebound it, the Heat just got it back and went again. It'd drive yeah. you insane, wouldn't it? That's the, <laughs> no, you have to guard for a whole possession. And then they, they keep getting the ball back. It was just... I couldn't believe how easily they were getting offensive rebounds in that, the last couple of games particularly. Um and I mean the Sixers are now you're right about Embiid yeah. potentially looking where else I mean, you'd want to go. Quite frankly, they've blown it, haven't they? Windhorse process. A lot of the a lot of the picks didn't work out. I mean maybe more picks didn't work out than they should have. Anyway. Those really high picks. And then but then they've got Embiid out of it. And Simmons, who was like, oh, very talented but flawed. And they've, I don't know. I mean, it, even Tybal, who was like untouchable. Unplayable now. Yeah, just like absolutely no offense at all. So, yeah, they basically are in a situation where they've got no assets. And they've got James Harden, but he basically is like, what, is he even a basketball player anymore? Who knows? Well, he's not anywhere near the value that he's going to think he should get. And that's part of the problem. That they can't, in a way, right? And this is this is a slightly twisted take, but you could, and it depends how their off season goes, because the James Harden that is just a point guard is still beneficial to the Sixers. It like someone who can at least put Embiid and Max in the right spots. And if they put the other pieces around him and they get it, so at least his conditioning's better, and maybe that maybe this hamstring thing is still hanging around. Who knows? There was a risk after he hit all that those threes. I think it was game four. There was a risk. They get past the Heat. They put up a fight against what would have been the Celtics. And Harden occasionally looks like himself again. And then they go, oh, it was just a hamstring, just a hamstring. And then they give him the full, enormous, whatever it was, 250-something, yeah. which would have immediately been the worst contract yeah. in the lead. But instead, he was so bad in the final two games that it's like, well, he can't, like, there's no way they're giving him that contract now. So at least that bit's like the worst case scenario is off the table. And now, like the reports, like I mean, Wintour said. So. Yeah. Well, well, they did They did decide to pay Tobias Harris instead of Jimmy Butler. Well, that there was a lot going on behind the scenes with that, wasn't there? Yeah. With, Although I uh, guess Simmons and it's Brown. a different front office now, isn't it? Yeah. But I think, so th- there was a chance where that happened that you could talk yourself, and maybe we all would be. If they took the Celtics to six and then they lose and you go, oh, well, that was with Embiid with a broken hand and a broken face and Harden, Harden had a couple of 30 and eight games in there and he was hitting his threes. And then you go, you do that and next year, like loads of the burst, I think is probably just gone. Like he's never going to be that scorer. Yeah. And basically when he has a big offensive game now, it's the threes are going. But it was, that was so calamitous. I mean, from a lot of them, but particularly Harden. That you now think, well, it's like Windhorse saying they're going to go after another star. Is at least they're not. Oh my God, Harden and Embiid, this like unbeatable combination. Yeah. The the other thing is Harden's not even that old, though, is he? 
I mean, that's quite old for a high usage guard, like relatively, I guess. Sort of, but then also, I don't know. I mean, look back at a lot of these other guys, even guys that were like explosive, and he don't mean necessarily that explosive. A lot of it was like half court game. Being able to have like that step to get by people. But, I mean, but even the guys that were, I would say, more explosive than that. I mean, I guess this is the thing of you're talking about like greats of the sport, which he statistically in some areas you could say he is, but then just an absolute choker in the playoffs, basically. But, um, you know, got other guys in that sort of mold were still like in their prime at that age. Well, Iverson was basically done by 33. Or like on his on his way down big time. Um, Westbrook's obviously thirty three, and this is where the thing comes in with Harden, isn't it? Is Chris Paul? We were talking a couple of years ago about this awful contract, and then he changed his lifestyle and he started looking after himself, yeah. and he's now thirty seven and he's going to be on All NBA, and it's James Harden. It's quite widely known that he isn't yeah. like that. I think maybe that's the difference with that between. LeBron James, there's at what's James the figure for how much he spends on himself to look after his body? Motivation as well, isn't it? It's motivation to continue and be the best. And all yeah. that stuff. Um, which he quite clearly doesn't have. I mean we're gonna we've ended up talking about the six a lot here. And we need to get on to the actual Yeah, let's move on. Because we've got a lot of time to talk up. about that. Um but yeah, the Alpha Conference semi final. Uh, the Buc- the Bucks got knocked out by Celtics which again is not what we predicted um, and I mean the, the score looks like quite big but also that, that game was actually close for most of it um, it's one of those where it just went off at the end and I mean you could say a lot about that game but a lot of it came down to really the Celtics at a freeze and the Bucks didn't and the Bucks scheme, which is always kind of interesting to watch, where they give away a certain amount of threes, particularly to certain players, and then they just they hit lots of them. And really, it was Tatum having that monstrous game six. Yeah. The Bucks were in touching distance, weren't they, on their home floor of not having to go back to Boston. And then, like you spoke about in the last pod, Giannis did get a bit worn down in game seven. Um, after yeah. we put... I mean, it was... In his defence, after he put up one I mean, crazy yeah, well, I think time. once they started missing the threes as well, it kind of they started on leaving them a lot of room, yeah. and it was just like a wall in the middle as well. As well as I think the um, officiating changed for that game seven compared to the rest of the series. There were a lot of like offensive fouls in the paint and stuff that I don't think we're getting given. Yeah, for the rest of the series. Um, but yeah, I mean. In terms of their matchup with uh, the Heat, the Celtics and the Heat, where do you see that one going? I think Boston in six. I've seen quite a few things about like this is going to be a really close series. I think it might be kind of ugly basketball at times because they're not great in the half court either of them, and they're both really, really good defensive teams. Particularly with Lowry out, and it sounds like he's not. I mean, if he's still out, he's not playing at all tonight in this game one. Yeah. So he's going to be, you kind of think, well, like, how good is he, how healthy he's going to be at he's, all? He's, when he has played in these playoffs, he's not been good. 
Yeah. He's been try- tried to play through an injury, then goes out again, and then he's going to try and come back and yeah. play with it again. And I, I think they're. I know there's a lot about the Heat, and they do. They have found a load of gems, basically. I think they're at quite a big talent disadvantage against the healthy Celtics. Yeah. Like I Jason Tatum's the best with, player in the series. Yeah, and particularly with like the emergence of like Robert Williams and stuff this season, like the Celtics again, that like they really have quite a bit of depth. Yeah, or at least like the top sort of six, seven, and that's really what matters yeah. now. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, so you go, well, yeah, Max Struess is going to have to hit a hell of a lot of shots and Tyler Hero is going to have to go ballistic. But how well can Tyler Hero go ballistic against this perimeter defense? It's one thing doing against the Sixers, but against yeah. potentially like smart Brown, Tatum. Yeah. I mean, I don't really give the Heat much chance, to be honest. I think Butler will will like will them to a win or two, but I don't see it as yeah. close a series as a lot of people have made out. I might even go Celtics in five. I fancy the Heat to maybe take game one tonight, partly because of the rest advantage. They're at home and the oh, yeah, Celtics played two nights ago. The Heat played four or five nights ago. But that... That's quite a lot when you've played this many minutes, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I do, as you say, it's kind of, they probably have an advantage at the start of the series compared to the rest of it. So maybe if they don't win tonight. Then they're in trouble, I think. Then they're in a little bit of trouble, maybe. But yeah. Who knows? Anyway, I, I think we'll wrap up there. Um, Yeah, covered it. Covered the series, and um, yeah, we'll um, yeah, be sure to do some more. And we're definitely going to talk about the finals once we get there. Yeah, maybe we'll try and fit one in midway through these series as well. Yeah, like we did last time. Um, so yeah, speak to you next time. Bye. Bye.